Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. I receive a lot of messages, especially on Instagram. If you have not messaged me, you can message me at leoflowers2000 on Instagram. That's my username. There is also a Before You Kill Yourself Instagram page where you can reach out. So for the messages I do receive and are about so many different topics that you would like me to cover, which is which I have done. But one of the topics that keeps coming up is that of a father figure, a mentor. How do I find someone to help guide me through life? Um, and and I that resonates for me because my father was in and out of my life. Uh, he had two families at the same time. He was like, he was double dipping. He was kind of a DJ. Two, he had two turntables going at the same time. We were the North Side family. And then he had a South Side family. And he spent majority of his time with the South Side family. So I saw him maybe a few times out the year. And that left me to find other father figures, other male figures, mentors, people to guide me, someone to teach me how to throw a football or about money, or about women, or about life in general, and, and puberty, and how my life is changing, and what I saw in the world, and what I saw in the movies, and what I overheard on the train. Uh, you know, you just needed someone to kind of put those things in perspective for you. And even at 44, I still find myself seeking out uh, father figures, so to speak, older men to guide me the the you know back in the days if you were a native american um it, it, it just uh, uh, mentors came with the you know as part of the package deal right you had the elders you had the the wise men and and you knew exactly what tent that was and you can go there uh you know but even if not going back that far you know when we had smaller communities and there's some places in the world where they have small communities and the, the old wise, you know, wise guys, you know, in the Italian neighborhoods you could talk to. You got your old guys at the coffee shops playing chess. Um, and, and so there was just there was always in the past these groups of, of men or elders that we had a connection with and that we felt like we can go talk to. And as we get older and as time goes on and especially with the quarantine, there seems to be uh, uh, less access to that, right? And or we're just less comfortable with approaching strangers. You know, part of it is we our parents were like, "Don't talk to strangers." So I want to share with you how I have found male mentors in my life and uh, people to guide me. And 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 if you need a female mentor, you can apply the same concepts. This is not just about. Men, this is just about finding uh, someone to guide you or purpose. Um, the first way I do it is I read the biographies of, of men, of people that I want to emulate. And even if I don't want to emulate them, just people I'm fascinated by. Uh, Genghis Khan, John D. Rockefeller. Um, I have Cleopatra's book on my shelf. I have not read her book yet, but I have her book. On the shelf, uh, I read Andre Agassi, Richard Branson. Um, there's a book, Unbroken, about this guy who was a, a World War 
two uh, vets shot down, and he had to survive uh, uh, con- uh, not concentration camps, but um, uh, he was a prisoner of war for years and had to figure out how to maintain his faculties as he was being tortured. You have, um, you know, Viktor Frankl, who was uh, in the Nazi concentration camps and how he survived and what his outlook on life was and the lessons that he's learned. And of course, not all the books that I'm reading are are as heavy as a Viktor Frankl or Unbroken. Um, There's, you know, Chris Rock's biography, because I also do stand up. So I'm I'm, I'm reading and, and as I'm reading, I'm not just reading it to finish the book. Or, uh, you know, just to see what I could learn quickly. I'm highlighting. I'm also highlighting their characteristics. I'm highlighting their philosophies on life. John D. Rockefeller said he wants to live to be 100. I highlighted that. He talked about how uh, you should hire somebody before you need somebody. I hired that. So I'm not just reading it for entertainment's sake. I'm reading it to absorb, to consume their their characteristics to to learn from them to have something to talk about with other people and see how they feel about uh or what they think about what i've uh just learned or, or what i found fascinating so i'm highlighting their characteristics i'm highlighting their philosophies i'm highlighting the the reasons why they do things not just what they do like for genghis khan Yes, he, he slaughtered a million people, and you can go, I don't want to read anything about a guy who would, would uh, slaughter millions of people. However, he wanted to build bridges, not buildings. And so even if, after he slaughtered these people, he wasn't building walls. He wasn't trying to separate. He, he wanted to bring them into the fold, and he gave them an opportunity. He said, listen, I want you to join my kingdom so you can join my kingdom. If not then you must draw your sword because we're about to go to war. And I don't want to go to war, but I I love the idea of him wanting to incorporate other cultures into his culture. He wasn't a person who was just like, this is the way things are and this is who we are. He was like, what can we learn from you? What can you teach us? Um, And I thought that was fascinating because there are other dictators throughout history who have just wanted to go through and slaughter an entire civilization and have no memory of them ever, of any of their conquests and, and their works and their arts and, and their achievements just all wiped off the mat. And then you had a, some conquerors like Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great's another one, who wanted to incorporate other cultures into his empire, into his kingdom, so that it could, over time, get stronger, better, more resilient, and have more culture and, and have more art and, uh, you know, improve on innovation and, and be more innovative, improve on innovation. I think that was the word. So my point is, is that, you know, one way is to read books about people and highlight their characteristics, highlight their philosophies, whatever resonates with you and, and things that you want to carry with you through life. So that's number one in terms of finding a mentor. The second way I do it is uh, through groups. I started a men's group called Anda, and that was a way for me to surround myself. And, and I handpicked out, I, you know, I sent out an email to, to uh, different uh, guys that I knew. And I said, hey, man, I, I want to start this group because I love the conversations that we have. Uh, I love the energy that you have. And I think that 
you plus the other people I'm thinking about would uh, it would gel and we would learn from each other and be dynamic and there would be this ebb and flow of intellectual ideas and and we'd push each other and and learn from each other and that's exactly what's been happening and so that was a way so for some of you who maybe uh, you know aren't comfortable with starting a group joining a men's group and it doesn't have to be this men's group where you sit around and talk about your feelings and you know i had 10 drinks last week or uh, i went on a bender or you know it doesn't have to be that kind of thing it could be uh, a, a men's uh you know motorcycle group or uh, uh you know sh- uh, billiards team or a bowling league there it doesn't have to be an emotional uh f- talk about your feelings kind of group it could be a book club. There are just so many different groups. I just got a tetanus shot today, and I could feel it in my left arm. Uh, but there are different groups that uh, you can join that, you know, it could be, uh, I know that, uh, not, I was going to say cosplay, but like uh, uh, games, like, uh, you know, video gaming um, or even board games. There's so many different groups that you can join that don't have to be necessarily mental health related, but you just feel connected to the brothers in there. Um, and that could even be like volunteer projects where you go around and, you know, Habitat for Humanity, et cetera, et cetera. So to figure out either start a group, create a group, and it could be online. My group right now is 100% online via Zoom. Or you can seek out a group. There are Facebook groups that you can join. And, and it might take you some time to find the group for you. But it's about starting that exploration and and having fun with it and not taking it too seriously. It's just about seeing what works for you, see what doesn't, you know, do something that you join a group that you typically wouldn't join or or even a group that you, you know, maybe it's like a a science physicist, you know, nothing about it. Join that group and just see what you learn, because it's because at the end of the day, it comes down to people. It comes down to the people in the group. Right. The third way that you can uh, seek out a male mentor is, and this is something that I was employing before this quarantine when I was Ubering and traveling all over the place, is when I see older men who seem to be content or happy and or happy in life, I ask them life questions. I ask them, you know, if, uh, uh, you know I remember I was at a New Balance store and, and I saw this older guy and uh, he was like in his 80s and he was trying on shoes to go play tennis, you know, and, and he, he had this little sparkle in his eye and he was still trash talking. I could I could hear the banter he had going with uh, that. He had going with the uh, salesperson and I asked him, you know, what is he doing? He's like, man, you just got to keep moving. It doesn't matter how you move. It doesn't matter whether you're doing laundry or, uh, you know, playing tennis. You have to keep moving. And even at 80, he was still talking about how much he wanted to beat his daughter. And he was mad that his daughter beat him in tennis. He was like the nerve of her, you know. And so he still had that fire in his eye. And he still had a thing that that woke him up and gave him purpose and gave him light. Um, and so you, when you talk to and I talked to my Uber drivers, I asked them, too. Sometimes you get like an old Uber driver, but but he doesn't seem despondent. He doesn't seem disheartened by the fact that he's a 75-year-old Uber driver. And you ask him, you know, what's the key? And and, and he'll get like these astonishing, astonishing answers uh, about life, but but simple at the same time. And you go, 
that's all. That's all you need to, to do to have a, a happy marriage. I remember one guy was like, you just got to get in the car and go and just go until the gas runs out. Now, I know a lot of us, you know, can't afford to drive until the gas runs out. But it was just that idea of the importance of travel. Of you got to keep it moving. You got to keep it fresh. It doesn't have to be anything major. A lot of times when we think about relationships, we, we think we have to do something big. And it's not about doing something big. It's not about the grand gestures. It's about the consistent gestures, right? There's this book, uh, First, we, uh, First We Make the Beast Beautiful by Sarah Wilson. And she says, it's not about quality. It's about quantity. It's about small, it's about the little forehead kisses on the cheek you give her every day. It's about, you know, saying please and thank you. It's about the daily. What are you doing on a daily basis? It's not about the grand gestures of, of a, you know, coming in on a horse and saving the day. Uh, that's cool for like 10 seconds. But it's like, did you take the trash out? So consistency is is what I learned uh, from him and about what, your daily practice. What do you do every day? And I apply that in, in different ways in different areas of my life. So that third part is talk to old. When you see old people or old couple, or call your grandparents, ask them questions. Don't assume that just because they're moving slow and, uh, you know, they got a humpback that they're not, that they don't have this life, that they're just not teeming with life and vibrancy up under there. You know, they, they had, they've been through some shenanigans. They, they, they've been a part of protests and, and wars and, you know, uh, some, some backseat shenanigans. And they, they've been to jail and have, uh, you know, fought off diseases and, and burglars. And, and so they have a wealth of experience and knowledge that they can share with you that will make you feel connected and less alone in the world. Um, and then the fourth way that I connect and I completely forgot it right now as I'm saying it, but I feel like if I keep talking, I'm going to remember it, but I don't know if it's going to ever come to me. Uh Oh, I had a fourth one. All right. I got the fourth one. The fourth one is. We all do have a male figure in our life. Like I said, my father was barely in my life. And one of the things we can do is write down the characteristics of the male figure who is in your life or who was in your life that you do want to emulate. A lot of times we like to demonize people. We, we like to, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I understand that. There may have been men in your life who've done some heinous things, some evil things, horrible things, things that um, couldn't be aired on television or talked about uh, in church. But there are there are characteristics, there are things about every single person that you go, but God dang it, I, I like that about that person. I just wish... It didn't come with all this other stuff, right? Like, I love the ocean. I just wish it didn't come with sharks. You know what I mean? Or jellyfish and and and, uh, and uh, a thousand, what was it, 20,000 feet deep. I wish it didn't come 
<laughs> but I love the ocean and I love, you know, the, the calmness that it can be. And, um, and, but, but, but the sharks, you know, that's, that's a thing. That's a, that's a thing right there. And, and yeah, it's rare that you, you get bitten by the sharks, but, but, but you know that they're in there. Um, and some of us have been bitten by the sharks. And so my point is, is look at the, look at the people in your life. They, you don't have to look to celebrities, the rock, or, uh, uh, you know, Will Smith or any of these other major celebrities that, that people, Neil deGrasse Tyson, that people look up to, you, your mailman, right? Your, your neighbor, uh, the cashier, the, uh, but, but whoever you grew up with, whether it was your older brother, your younger brother, um, these are all people that can kind of mentor you and guide you through life. And another thing I like to do, and this is this is uh, in the opposite direction, is I like to talk to children. You know, you, you ask children about life lessons, and and they give you such funny, ridiculous, simple answers that it brings levity to whatever you're going through. You know, the, you know, you ask a kid about some serious, you know, how do you deal with grief? And they're like, I like the color. And I got to tell you, I, it's been a while since I colored, but sometimes coloring comes in comes in handy. You know, kids like to draw out their feelings. So there's things that we can learn from everybody. I know we started off talking about men and, and, and mentorship, but there, if we pay attention, we can, we can uh, learn from everyone that, that's in our life, uh, you know, for the good and, and the, for what to do and what not to do. You know, my father smoke and drank, right? So that's the part of them that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave that on the shelf right there. Uh, so he showed me what not to do. So I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't smoke and I rarely have a drink. Every now and again, uh, you, you might catch me taking a sip or two or something, but I, I rarely have a drink. Um, but I, I have to credit him with that because I saw what it, what it did to him and how, and, uh, and how it affected his life. So these things that you know we don't like about a person can teach us about what we do value and what we do love. Um, I hope that was helpful and valuable. Uh, I really wish I had a fifth one. I don't. I don't have. I don't have. Oh, you know what a fifth one could be is TV and movies. You know, I talked about books, but you can also documentaries, TVs, movies. There are all these characters. Batman. I want to be a Batman when I was a kid. And as I, as you get older and you realize you can't be Batman, when you're a kid, you really think you could be Batman. I really, I was, I was training. I was like, oh, it was like, what is it, Budokan, whatever he's, whatever martial arts he was taking. Uh, I was like researching caves I was going to live in. Um, I really wanted to be Batman. And as I got older, I was like, oh, you can't be Batman. But I can take some of the characteristics from him, like, He's very philosophical. He's big on Zen. He uh, has studied uh, a lot of languages. Um, he's uh, he dresses well. He takes care of himself. These are all. He's well traveled. These are all aspects of Batman that I wanted to. He has daddy issues. I mean, like I do. So I was like, oh man, this this is my guy right here. I'm going. I'm going with this one. You guys can have Superman and Spider Man. Actually, I think there are daddy issues. But um, I was like, that's my guy right there. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, and I hope you have a story worthy 
weekend because today is Friday, October 9th. Halloween is right around the corner. Uh, listen, I, I, you know, dress up, put a, put, a, put a little something on, you know, have a little fun this year. Spice it up. Do the opposite. You know, they call it opposite day. All right, listen, I'm going to start rambling. Let me just get off this. I'll talk to you later. Have a story-worthy weekend. Go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.